Don't you hate those people that come into mass right at the last minute? <laughs> so disrespectful. Well, tonight, my brothers and sisters, it's always a great pleasure for me to to celebrate any Marian feast. I love our, our Blessed Lady, and uh, tonight, with the Assumption, it's a, just a basic review of what the Assumption is. We believe that Mary, what well, Jesus ascended into heaven. Okay, so the word ascension is kind of an active uh, word or verb. Jesus, by his own divine power, ascended into heaven. Mary, on the other hand, in a bodily sense, was assumed into heaven in a passive passive manner by God's power, not by her own power, but by God's power, she was assumed. So we believe that there are two, only two human beings in existence who have been raised from the dead. That is Christ and also his mother. So we believe that Mary, in a, in a dimension, in a sense that we can't, I don't think, fully understand, her body, body is not corrupting in the ground. It's, it's intact. It exists. She's totally intact. Her body and her soul are together just like Christ's. And uh, we see this truth of the assumption foreshadowed in a symbolic fashion uh, in the Old Testament. But before we get to the Old Testament readings, which are very interesting and very profound, just look at the Gospel. almost sounds like in the Gospel, Jesus is, is you know, kind of insulting his mother, doesn't it? Um, some woman cries out, you know, blessed is your, is your mother. And he says, well, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. What Jesus is doing here is he's kind of deflecting this woman's original intention. She's essentially saying, gee, you're, you're a swell guy. Isn't your mother so lucky? That's basically what she's saying. Okay. And uh, what she doesn't understand is that Mary is, the, the mother of Jesus is a true believer. She's the first of believers. And she is the mother of Christ, she is the mother of God, by faith, because she heard the word of God delivered to her by the angel, and she responded in faith, and thereby conceived Christ in her womb through faith. So she's not just a, a regular old mother who just got really lucky by having a nice son. Okay, and So that's what Jesus is kind of doing. He's sort of deflecting that original uh, assumption on the part of the woman who was, who was given the blessing. So right off the bat, we have Mary as the first of believers. Uh, but let's go to our Old Testament text and look and see how they uh, apply to this feast. In our first reading, David uh, goes ahead of the Ark of the Covenant, and he prepares a place for it. And then they bring the Ark up to Jerusalem and up to the special place, tabernacle, that David had prepared to place this Ark. David is a symbol of Jesus. Jesus ascended into heaven, went up to the heavenly Jerusalem, and he prepared a place for the Ark of the Covenant. But who is the Ark? But Mary. Mary is the, is, is the Ark of the, of the Lord. And so that's why in our psalm we sing, Lord, go up to the place of your rest. Okay, so that's Jesus' ascension. You and the Ark of your holiness. Isn't that neat? How the Ark is associated so closely with the Lord. So just as the Lord ascends to heaven, so also he's going to bring with him his ark. Okay, so Jesus ascends to heaven and then assumes Mary to heaven as well. And there's no closer association to Jesus than being his mother. Okay, so uh, it would only be fitting and proper that he would bring her along with him up to heaven bodily. 
And then we have our, our second reading from the New Testament. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? And then St. Paul says, The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus. So if you can think of a, I think of a bee. It's got a stinger on it, okay? So think of a, of death symbolized by a bee. But what's it, that bee's sting is sin. Okay, so if you take the stinger off of this bee, it's powerless over you. And so because Jesus overcame sin, therefore death no longer has power. Okay, And we know, if we can recall back in the Immaculate uh, um, Conception, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th, I gave a homily about how a lot, of, a lot of us sometimes assume that the Immaculate Conception has to do with Jesus' conception in the, womb of Mary. in the womb of Mary. It doesn't. The Immaculate Conception is actually Mary's conception in the womb of St. Anne. And uh, how from her very conception, she was without sin. From her very conception... Christ's victory over sin uh, was realized. So Christ's victory over sin is realized for us at our baptism, and then it's worked out for us across the course of our life as we try to grow in holiness and, and commit sins, but then receive God's forgiveness, so forth and so on. In Mary's case, Christ's victory over sin was realized right from her very conception. So she was sinless her entire life. So wouldn't it make sense if Christ's victory had victory over sin from, right from the get-go for Mary, his victory over death would also be realized for her as well, and that she would be assumed incorrupt into heaven along with him. So that's what we celebrate with the Assumption. I can recall um, one of my earliest memories of death, encountering death. Actually, it was quite late in life in a certain sense. I think I was eight years old. Uh, It was 1985, and my grandmother uh, died. And uh, I remember my parents and other relatives whispering around me. They didn't want to tell me that grandma died, you know. And um, kind of started to get a hint of what was going on, a little kind of confused about it. We went to the funeral home in Seneca Falls. I have very vivid memories of this. I think it's uh, Doran's funeral home, Seneca Falls. And I remember looking at my grandmother laid out and just being very kind of confused, not not really understanding exactly what was going on. But then I remember for the first time ever in my life seeing my father cry. Never seen my father cry before. And, you know, your dad is, for a lot of us, a symbol of strength, right, and power. And so to see this kind of weakness in my dad, I, I, it really struck me that, whoa, death must be a really powerful thing to, to make dad cry. This has got to be pretty powerful. But thanks be to God that death is not powerful because of Jesus Christ, because of his, de- his death and his resurrection from the dead. And then Mary, as the first of believers, enjoys the victory of Christ's victory over death. But that's also, we are believers like Mary, and so that's our destiny as well, to be finally saved from death. And so so death does not have the last word. Corruption doesn't have the last word. The grave does not have the last word. 
but our Lord Jesus Christ does. Thanks be to God.